This isn't a task to complete or a line on a to-do list or even a New Year's resolution. It's a way of thinking about life and what joy and meaning we can derive not just from optimising it, but living it, which is another way of saying it's life's actual work. You might recognise these words. They're from Anne Helen Peterson's popular BuzzFeed article, which describes how millennials, people born between 1981 and 1996, became the burnout generation. I'm Natasha Livingston, the podcast's editor, and in this episode, I sat down with backbench editor Lillian Fawcett and writer Elisa Anwar to ask, what about Generation Z? So, Elisa, you recently wrote an article for Backbench titled Forget Millennials, It's Time to Talk About Generation Z. Can you explain your argument to listeners who haven't read it? Yes, of course I can. Um, So my article was in response mainly to Anne Helen Peterson's BuzzFeed article, but it was also directed simply at the sheer abundance of articles that are in the media currently regarding the problems and challenges that millennials face. And when I was reading all of these articles, I almost got the sense that there was this type of underlying competition between the different generations of who has it hardest in life. And I guess the main argument of my article was that, yes, it is true. Millennials do have it hard. And I am by no means disputing this claim. But we often forget that there's a generation below millennials, which is Generation Z. And currently one of the most important age demographics, which I think is 16 to 24, because they're entering the workforce, they're graduating from university, et cetera, et cetera. They're Generation Z, they're not millennials. So I think that's why it's time to start talking about Generation Z. And so just to be clear, Generation Z are people born between 1995 and 2015. So we're the oldies of this generation. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yeah, exactly. And Lillian, do you agree that Gen Z face greater challenges than millennials? Well, like Elisa said, I'm not sure it's particularly constructive to kind of place one generation against another this one has it harder this one has it harder because especially I think that legitimizes people like well the obvious example is Piers Morgan who say well in my day it was harder and you just complain about nothing and if you ate less avocado you could afford to buy a house but definitely I think Gen Z could be quite decisive for how these kind of issues like buying a house finding a well-paid job achieving work-life balance kind of pan out in the future and my concern is that right now there's a very much like the entire political psyche is sort of dominated by other quote-unquote more important issues like Brexit dare I say it so (laughs) it might ultimately come down to us having these kind of conversations I think this is a really positive thing to be doing to be drawing attention to these kind of very real issues so I'm not sure if that's a hopeful or a very pessimistic answer but I think ultimately we could end up facing a lot of the same issues if they're just allowed to continue. I think that's what's interesting about Generation Z because we're only just starting to enter the workforce and facing issues buying houses so we don't really know how hard it is going to be because we're only just starting to deal with these problems that millennials are dealing with. Exactly and Perhaps even more cause for concern is the fact that personally, from my perspective and from, I think, a lot of my friends, the fact that we're already experiencing a lot of the symptoms of burnout that Anne Peterson describes in the BuzzFeed article is very concerning because actually we haven't been exposed to the reality of, well, me personally hasn't been exposed to the reality of having to get a full-time job and university provides some 
sort of protection from the so-called real world. So who knows, it might be even worse in the future. Yeah, it's almost like burnout is happening earlier and earlier in each generation. That's the kind of way I view it, at least. Yeah, you know, definitely having grown up, I think, with the very pervasive influence of social media from even younger age, that's bound to have a greater effect on our kind of psyche and how we relate to each other and the the pressures for jobs and social life yeah as you said in your article Elisa I also think there's a lot to be said for the fact that we were the generation growing up after the 2008 financial crash I think that will be very interesting to see how it plays out as we go into the marketplace and to see whether our generation are equally as ambitious or whether we're much more cautious Yeah, I remember when I went to secondary school, we were the year that were called the recession year. So I think definitely we're growing up in an environment where we're taught to be a lot more cautious because we've seen how badly it can go wrong. I think that sadly, it's quite noticeable how burnout and the issues faced by millennials have almost become part of our kind of psyche and like I don't know about you guys but it's definitely a running joke amongst me and my friends admittedly we go to uni in London but that we will never be able to afford to buy a house and that's just become a huge like impossibly insurmountable thing yeah used to be a kind of hallmark of a hard-working family couple and even an individual could have could potentially buy a house if they just got a steady job and and that was a reasonable thing to expect and now for us for a lot of people our age it's just an insane thing to strive for unless you win the lottery or you know have a incredibly well-paid job. As we've kind of discussed a little bit it's true that uh, Generation Z more so than millennials are digital natives. We know that traditional social comparison plays a role in work burnout and that social media exaggerates this social competition. We also know that this can lead to depressive symptoms. So can we blame technology for the generational burnout problem? I think it's definitely a culmination of factors and social media is one of them and I think particularly with the huge growth of these online like influencers as they're called and brands widening their social media influence both of these effectively end up telling people that the solution is more so more products more activities more friends more things to fill their time more things to spend their money on and actually it's this overwhelming need to be doing everything all the time that's causing burnout in the first place so and then of course we have the comparison between um how successful each one each person is and how beautiful their life is and how nice their house is but also how hard they're working so it's all of these factors that I think are making definitely making social media an influence on burnout but also to blame it entirely on social media I think is a bit a bit lazy because it's it's very much a product of history too and of the upbringing that a lot of us have had and of cultural factors that mean that hard work quote-unquote is the most important thing and that hard work means that you're working all the time so definitely social media is a factor but it's if only it was as simple as just not going on Instagram so much. 
I think what's an interesting difference as well between millennials and Generation Z is that the BuzzFeed article talked a lot about how millennials have to create a social brand. But I think with Generation Z, that's not something we consciously do. It's just a way that we interact with the world. And that will have an impact on us psychologically. And it's just whether or not there are more benefits to that than the negatives. Yeah, I, I partially agree. I think that social media and technology and everything has an impact but it's not the definitive factor that results in burnout and I think we have to be important like it's important to distinguish between millennials and generation z here because generation z were the generation that grew up completely with social media and widely accessible technology whereas millennials you know apart from those on the like edge of the age border with generation z they haven't they were introduced to this a lot later on in life and I think that Whilst technology and social media is one of the factors, I don't think it's the factor because millennial burnout is very much attributed towards economic factors, at least in my opinion. So we've got the recession, the 2008 financial crisis, social and cultural changes. And for Generation Z, I think burnout can also be related very much to academic pressures and career pressures that I don't think were as strong like 30, 20 years ago for the millennials. Anne Peterson's article suggested that millennial burnout was somehow different to work burnout, which is a condition that can affect all generations. And medically, work burnout is defined as a response to prolonged stress with symptoms including emotional exhaustion, cynicism and feeling ineffective. Do you think the type of burnout experienced by millennials and Gen Z is fundamentally different to this? I think that whilst burnout can be like attributed to different factors it doesn't mean that the type of burnout experienced is actually any different and I think that's what I was trying to conclude within my article is that burnout is just something that all generations experience generation x had it the baby boomers had it you know we all we all face it and it doesn't mean that it's a negative thing it just shows that I think each generation faces challenges that are new and they require like novel innovative methods to deal with them So I don't think that millennial burnout is any different to like Generation Z burnout. The only difference is the factors that attribute to that burnout. I would say that it's it's difficult to tell at the moment, to be honest, because actually, as I said already, we're obviously young, a younger generation than the millennials, and we're already experiencing what arguably is quite similar to millennial burnout. So it will be interesting to see how these kind of issues pan out and whether having these kind of conversations mean in future it's not an endemic issue. So you all agree that burnout in its symptoms is the same across generations but it's the causes of it which differ and perhaps the intensity. I think an an interesting way to analyse burnout is looking at it through an economic lens. And The Guardian's Dawn Foster suggested that rather than being a generational issue, burnout is a consequence of capitalism. What do you guys think to this? Well, I definitely say capitalism um, is a big factor, a pretty big factor. Um, And again, the, the constant need to do more and be better and achieve more is in part a reflection of the constant growth that's expected on the capitalism and the idea that bigger is better, that more is better, bigger businesses, bigger economies. So, and and of course, capitalism and and businesses get off on telling you that either you're not good enough or your life could be better if you did this. So I don't think that helps this um, feature of burnout, which is a sense of 
comparing yourself to other people and this idea that you you could be doing more that everyone else is doing better yeah I would have to agree completely I think when I first read Dawn Foster's article I sort of thought wait that's a really big jump to sort of attribute burnout to capitalism but the more I thought about it the more I really did agree with her reasoning because as Lillian said if you look at all the factors that are often cited as causing burnout so the economy um, branding big companies the global financial crisis etc they are inevitably linked to capitalism Um, so I think it is a very very big factor I don't think it's the only factor but I think it is one of those overarching factors and then I started thinking like wait are there societies that are predominantly built on non-capitalist models and then we can look at whether they face burnout but I think like the overriding force at the moment in the world is capitalism and you can't really escape from it and I think it does have a really big impact on burnout. Yeah because I was kind of thinking you know was there any symptoms of burnout in the Soviet Union or anything like that but then I mean this obviously gets into a completely different discussion but I think people are pretty clear that you know the Soviet Union was capitalist in many ways or operating in an international capitalist system so this is kind of difficult to test out that theory really isn't it? (laughs) Yeah I was like looking towards China as well I was thinking wait so let's look at how they do it but then again it just doesn't really fit because capitalism is still there. The same author, Dawn Foster, also proposed that burnout could be related to political instability, referencing Brexit in Britain and Trump in America. Is this too far-fetched? I, I think this this one is a bit too far-fetched, at least in my opinion, because I think whilst larger political issues do have an impact on our daily lives, I don't think that they are the major factors that result in burnout of particular generations. Rather, I think it's smaller societal dynamics relations pressures etc that are caused that that are causing burnout um at least in my eyes anyway I don't think that there'd be anyone at the moment from Generation Z who would link their specific burnout to Brexit I think rather they would point to university workload or student debt etc so I think in the future there might be a link like the consequences of Brexit might have a long-lasting impact on society and therefore we could attribute that to Generation Z burnout. But at the moment, I think it's too soon to say that these big issues of political instability are causing burnout now. Yeah, I think I agree in part. Like there's definitely a tendency in the US and the UK to think that Trump and Brexit are the most important things. I do think, though, that if you flip it on its head, it's not impossible that people who are so consistently burnt out lose faith in the political system and turning to radical politics as a way of kind of hoping to affect change in their own lives I don't know if that's too much of a reach but actually for some people maybe it just feels looking to the future and feeling absolutely daunted by it the thought of a a massive radical change in the form of Brexit or in the form of Trump maybe it doesn't seem that scary because actually the future might also might be really scary as it is, just the thought of buying a house, just the thought of holding down a stable job might be terrifying. So what's the worst that can happen if I vote for Brexit? Maybe in the future, living in such an uncertain world will cause burnout even further because if they're unsure about politics, but they also can't grasp onto, okay, I'm going to go to university and I'm going to get a good job and have a family and buy a house, it might cause 
even further sort of systemic burnout because there's no there's not stability in any factor of life I mean that's hugely pessimistic but it could happen I hope this podcast isn't gonna tip anyone over the edge listening (laughs) (laughs) into burnout (laughs) but yeah um do you think we can prevent Generation Z from being the next burnout casualties or is it too late I definitely think there's a cause for concern as um, as I said our generation of sort of internalized this idea of the future as this big really scary unconquerable thing and it's going to take some serious legwork including political will but as it is there doesn't seem to be much of that so I think these kind of conversations are a great place to start and just bringing these sort of issues to light and hopefully we can dislodge this idea of the future being really terrifying and the ingrained idea of needing to work all the time Um, and in part I think what's important is changing our definition of success which is obviously a huge a huge thing to ask but for me, I think what success needs to become to become is maintaining a healthy work-life balance. And we're only going to do that with changing some really fundamental things. Yeah, I, I don't believe that we can really prevent Generation Z from being the next casualties of burnout. And I, But I don't really think that that's a bad thing per se, because the way I look at it is burnout's just another part of life, regardless of which generation you're in. And I think that's probably why I had such a negative reaction to Peterson's BuzzFeed article, because I don't think that millennials can be defined as the burnout generation, rather like every generation burns out for their own reasons. And like I said before, it's, it doesn't mean that they're failing at anything. It's just another part of life. So I think the best thing that we can do, like Lillian talks about, was just talking about it is by talking about it, we're sort of finding methods to deal with burnout better. And, you know, in the last couple of years talking about mental health as a topic has been immensely important so just being aware that burnout is a thing and maybe finding solutions to it now can make the future a lot better but I think burnout will always be a thing it's just how we manage it that will change. I actually was going to say something very similar about how having these more open conversations about mental health goes hand in hand with burnout because actually if we're able to openly say I'm incredibly stressed I think I need to talk to someone about it. I'm having trouble coping. I think that will really help with not just constantly feeling like you have to cope on your own and bring the reality home that everyone else is struggling with a lot of the same things. Here now with more news, debate and opinion.